Wagen. Her wagon. Is it E at the beginning? No. You oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's w- W-A-G-E-N. Oh, wagon. Wagon. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pit Stop Podcast. I don't know what's going on. It's 11am and we're podding together. It's on our race own. week. It's bloody race week. Maybe that's why it's so early. We've got a new sprint format as well. There is a lot to talk about in today's episode. My mind's going crazy. I can't understand what's going on. Baku, 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 my friend. What do you think? What's f- straight away, first thoughts of this track? Street track, Perez. And I will definitely get into that. You'll have our predictions today. There's All a lot right. to talk about in today's episode. Yeah, I have for once maybe prepared my predictions a little bit. Yeah? Yeah, Good. Based, thought... off of, based off of the track and the facts. Have you looked at the previous winners and stuff like that? Or... <laughs> yeah, I have. Yeah, <laughs> sure? yeah. Well, I've also looked at other previous things, but we'll get onto that in a minute. Before we go any further, though, I want to have the chat about what we spoke about yesterday. On our leaderboard now of guests, Correa come fourth. And it's so close and it started to like go into an order of how we feel it should be i don't know because it's our sim and we were saying all the car the car's the same right well when people come on our sim every no one gets an advantage it's everyone in the same car setting a lap on the same track and there is literally nothing between oscar piastri and correa it's all so close bro there's nothing and to be honest so you've got the top four again for people at home you obviously can't see this you've got oscar top ollie berman felipe dragovic jm correa but you've also got matt Matt gallagher Gallagher. who is not even like a tenth of a second behind correa he's right there and also he said that he could have done a lot quicker dude that's seriously impressive he was annoyed that he didn't get quicker and i must say I've, I've not really seen this done before because they're all in the same car. They've all got the same it, variables. Like nothing can change. So mate, this, this, truly, this truly shows uh, the actual you Oscar know, was the, the first person the to set a time as well. And he's sitting comfortably at the top. Like, who? That is a blind. Who do you think could beat Oscar? Lando. Oscar's got a 105.931. Lando would come and come and be here, I reckon. I don't know. I don't know. I reckon we could be surprised, though. I think there would be a surprise person who comes on who just has played the f122 game a lot and is used to it also someone will clock on now that we use austria and one of the guests we have will practice we'll it. practice and won't tell us like yeah. and that and that is then it becomes quite dangerous because if someone comes and sets like a 104 no one else is going to be able to get anywhere near it well i hope the listeners at home are, are keeping along with the youtube vids because we show all of this when every time we have a guest on they always come and set mm. a lap and so you can actually visualize it we have some amazing guests lined up mm. for the next few months, and I can't wait to see who's going to uh, try and pip Oscar. We have complete control of this podcast, so guys listening, our Instagram is at pitstop. Please do send us anyone you would love to see on the show, anyone in the sport, anyone doing anything in the sport. Let us know why you would want them, and uh, we'll reach out and try and get who them. Have you so, been, yeah, who have know. you been burning to see set a lap? And, and truly find out who, how fast they are. They don't necessarily have to be a racer either. They don't. They don't. At the start of the pod, we wanted it to be just racers, but now we're just, any guest that we have on is going to set a lap. So. I'm currently bottom, so we need some people on there that will make me not bottom. <laughs> that would be that would be great. F1 Academy starts this weekend as well. It does. Mm-hmm. That's very good. We in are Baku. in Spielberg for F1 Academy this weekend. Austria. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. We've got Spielberg, then Valencia, then Barcelona, then Zandvoort, Monza, Le Castellet. 
And then Austin. So they're doing they're doing La Castellet again. Mm -hmm. Nice. Back okay. to France for that. Okay. And Valencia. Valencia. Wow. That's a pretty cool race. This is. Mm, I wonder what the tracks are like. We'll have to wait and see, mate. We'll Do have you remember to wait we were analysing the cars a few weeks ago and we were sort of like, it looks like an F2 car, but it's got like an F1 rear wing. And it's got like all sorts of different brands for like the engine and stuff. It's yeah. all completely different to like F1, F2. I'm excited to um to just dive headfirst into it, see what it's like. Mm -hmm. And I guess we'll make a full prediction. Well, not a prediction. We'll give our full review on it in the next pod. Mm. What's been happening in the world of Formula One then, Fabs? Mate, there has been <clears throat> a big change oh. ahead of Baku. A big change. Big, big change. As everyone knows by now, we have a new format for the weekend. Yes. Because it's a sprint. Okay. It's like Formula One have been listening to our podcasts over the last year where we've been saying all of these great ideas. We had the idea of a, a, a bridge with a fisherman where, where, the, <laughs> where the bridge goes up. Remember when we were thinking how we can change Formula One? Well, we change, how we change Monaco. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was Build a new a... part of the track out in the water. Yeah, and have a bridge. With have a bridge so the boats can still come in and out. That's a good idea. I think it's a good idea. One of the big ideas was, um, and this is, I feel like you and me have a have quite an organic view on this because we are fairly new, how we interpret the the, the weekend. and But we've only ever watched like a couple of sprint races last year or however many there was. We haven't sat through loads of sprint well, races. Well, I love, I mean, I love the sprints because it just, I know some people have different mixed reviews on it. I like it because it's just more excitement. Um, and now that they've changed Friday to only have one practice session mm. and then quali for the... It's all it's all a bit all over the place and a bit jumbled. Yeah, I don't mind sprints, but I prefer them in F2 when it's reversed. And when it sets the grid for... Yeah, I well, I, I don't <clears> want to say anything until I've watched it because obviously they've done this for a reason. And I do, I will agree, sometimes on Fridays, it can be a bit like, oh, it's just practice. But then Matt Gallagher made a good point on his show and he said, like, people are at work on Fridays. So a lot of people are going to miss the sprint shootout, which is a shame. Um, yeah. I mean, before it was just like, you know, practice one, two and three. So I guess not as many people were, were worried about sorry, that. Sorry, they won't miss a sprint shootout on a Friday. It's the qualifying for the race on Friday, isn't it? Yes. So the Friday afternoon qualifying session. the most session, important qualifying, really. It sets the grid for Sunday's Grand Prix. And on Saturday, you now have sprint quality in the morning yeah. and a sprint in the afternoon. So how do you think that is going to change everything? Because there's a few things to bear in mind. And the first thing is, Charles Leclerc has already had changed three ECU units. Yes. Engine combustion units. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And you're yeah, only allowed I mean. two per season. Uh -huh. You are now adding extra racing, basically. Extra pressure in with no more allowment of extra engines. No more budget cap. The mm -hmm. teams are being pushed even further. Yep. The drivers are being pushed even further. And we know Max isn't happy about it. That's the first thing I've seen. Verstappen I've, has yeah, said, yeah, it's yeah. not fun anymore. <laughs> we already have 24, 25 races. And if we add more things like that, it's not worth it for me. I hope there aren't too many changes. Like Verstappen doesn't like it. It's a tricky one because if the changes to this weekend were going to benefit the latter half of the grid, mm -hmm. then I would, I would be up for it. And I would see why Verstappen wouldn't be because he's always winning. Yeah. So no benefit to him. But I don't see how... The way that they've changed the sprint week, the, the weekend for the sprint, I don't see how that benefits like the second half of the grid. So in the sprint, because there's still a sprint qualifying. Well, surely in the sprint qualif in the, the sprint the, shootout, the top eight score points. If you don't get in the top eight, you don't score points in the sprint. So the the, the final twelve people 
what are they really racing for? But if it was a reverse grid for the sprint, yeah. it would be completely different. Then it would be, um, it would be unreal. So why don't they reverse grid in F1? There must be a reason that we're missing, bro. I don't know. Maybe I, they I really are. Don't know. We don't even know. But no, they're not. No, it's are not they? reverse grid. They're not reverse. Because I am. I do see what you're saying. Surely it means the same teams are pretty much going to get. There's quite a big difference between like, well, what is it at the moment? It's roughly like the top six teams. And then there's a midfield of like eight teams where they're all quite similar. You're probably just going to see the same teams get the points in the sprint and the race, even though we've added more. It's been nice to do a bit of, uh, like to listen to other people talk about it because it definitely changes your perspective on it. In the beginning, I was like, this could be really fun because because the sprint isn't set in the grid for the race. Mm. They don't have to be as careful. They can be a bit more ballsy and, and yeah. actually go for it and treat it as, a, as, an, as another race. But That's a, a good way race. of thinking about it. However, I don't know whether that works because the teams are, you know, they're still going to be trying to save their car. Well, that's the thing. For no the, one, for the if feature you get any kind of damage throughout a quali two sets of qualifying, a sprint race, <laughs> and a race, you're out there four times, basically, where you, you, could, you could put it into a wall. Yeah. I do feel like the main driving force behind this change has been for the viewers from F1. I feel like F1 have, have made this decision because they want to make the weekend more fun, more exciting, which is fair enough. They want more viewers on a Friday. Like I know for a fact that, you know, my dad doesn't work anymore. My dad's retired. But if he was working on a Friday, he would still record the Friday practice sessions yeah, yeah. and watch them in the evening. So now he's got even more of a reason to do it. Yeah, but, well, we watch all the practices. But yeah, I'd much rather watch a sprint shootout on a Friday. Like, I'm, I am buzzing with it. I'm, no, I'm, sorry, I'm, a qualifying I'm, on a Friday. That is, that's good. I'm genuinely, I'm getting a little bit riled up. My heart's going a little it's bit. Gonna be, it's going to be- We haven't had racing in a month, bro. I know, it'll be a great weekend. And we get Mr. Ollie Berman back. Now, not only is he second on our leaderboard, but as we know, in F2 in the first half of the season, he's been very quick and shown signs of great driving. Everyone knows Ollie Berman is great. Yeah, but he is still 16th in the championship and hasn't really been picking up points. So I'm excited to see Oli this weekend because I do have, I just have this feeling, have about, a feeling him. about him. Yeah, mm. I, it just he's got an energy around him. You watch him drive and you just see so many moments of magic. And like he was so unlucky and um, when he got when he had the crash with Porsche and things just haven't necessarily gone his way. And I think also we are we are fa we are flying the Prema flag like we we Prema's the team. I'd say that we're the closest to... Yeah, we've gone after Angelina, by the way. After the last <laughs> pod, we spoke about getting Angelina on with Juan. I want everyone to know that we've pounced. <laughs> Hopefully we can <laughs> Angelina, get Angelina Angelina, we on need you to come on. She's just an absolute diamond. She's so amazing. Just quickly, mate, before we, before we miss it and brush over it, the sprint, so it's being called a sprint shootout, by the mm. way, the, the quali session. This is where it gets a bit interesting, right? So Q1, that's a super short qualifying session. So you've got a 12-minute session, Q1, and, and how long is it normally? 20? <laughs> no, we don't have to pretend we don't know. Like, I, 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 we watch it every week, but I just can't. I know it gets shorter. They're hard, they're hard, I, I know Q1 think. is longer than Q2 and then Q3 shorter because it's less. I think, isn't it like 20, 15, 10? I thought, that, I, thought the, I thought Q1 was half an hour. I think it's 20, 15, 10. Check it. I believe. No, it's no, it's 2015-10, surely. Q1 lasting 18 minutes, oh, Q2 shit. lasting 15 minutes, That's and Q3 good. lasting 12 minutes. Oh, okay. I thought it was like a... <laughs> oh, God. 2015-10, maybe? <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> so it's shorter than normal qualifying, though. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a lot shorter. So Q1 is 12 minutes long, and it's mandatory that they 
use medium tyres. For the first one. Then and the, the slowest five cars are eliminated. Yeah. Q2, 10 minutes, mandatory medium tyre again. Mm-hmm. Big question here. I spoke to Matt Gallagher about this. Are they allowed to use two different medium tyres? Ooh. Or do they have to use that same compound in Q2 as in Q1? Well, so it's 12 minutes long. An average lap of backer, I think, yeah, is about one thirty. But trying to work this out with maths. Yeah, I reckon you could probably use the same set, but I, what, what, I don't know. We'll have to see, mate. You could definitely I have use no the same idea. set, but I wonder if that is available. And to then them. they switch to a soft, don't they, for yeah. Q three? Five slowest cars again eliminated. Q three is eight minutes long, and they have to use a soft tire. So there's a lot, a lot of changes, a lot of variables. Um, and like most people that I've seen talk about it, actually don't know if it's going to work or not. Mm. So. Very, very exciting weekend. Plus, you've just got the fact that it's Baku. Mm. And it's like this insane street circuit. Everyone knows what Baku's like. It's going to be an exciting weekend. I have actually thought of another change that they could potentially introduce. Just going to put it out there now. Uh, okay. <laughs> you should do this. You should handwrite this in a letter and give it uh, to uh, shall I? Ross Shall Braun. I write it in? Yeah, well, basically, I was on the F1 game and I was driving around Baku the wrong way. Because that, that's what you do when you're ah. shit at the game. And I was just driving around the wrong way. And obviously, there's the castle bit in Baku that I hate. When oh. you go through that section, I can never do it. Yep. If you go around the track the other way, it's really easy to get through it. It is. And then it made me think, could they reverse the tracks? Could they ever reverse a track to make it more interesting? Now, that might sound really stupid and I might be missing something really no, no, obvious. They, no, they 100% could, surely. But could they ever just like go, right... We've done that track enough that way. Let's go the other way round, which would make every corner different, wouldn't it? And it would mean it would just make everything different. It would. It would fuck with the pit entrance. All would of the be drivers. The pit exit. It would fuck with all the drivers. Yeah, it I would. Think the pit's probably the only part where it it could get sticky because I swear the entrance and exit. You could, surely you could do it with like every track. Like maybe imagine that you said to them for the sprint you're going the other way and they've got to learn it. That's the thing they've learned the track though. You'd have to learn a new track, new braking points, new gears, new. It would be completely fresh. It's funny that we talk about it because uh, I drove backwards on Monaco. Okay. Again, well, it, it wasn't easier. It was ridiculously Still really, hard. Really hard because like you're going all uphill. You're going through the tunnel uphill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that that discard. I can't remember. Yeah, that corner yeah, where disgusting. I go straight over it. Yeah. And I've just Googled it here, and here is an F1 onboard lap backwards in Monaco, driven in Assetto Corsa with Max Verstappen. Is this actually Max Verstappen driving the sim? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you just know. found a random video of a guy with a, a Red Bull hat on, and he's pretended to be Max Verstappen. Yeah, well, he's, he's in a Red Bull car. I'm not really sure. But, Either but, way. But mate. my question is, could you actually reverse tracks? Like, would it work? What would be the reasons that it wouldn't work? The pit lanes are set up, aren't they? Certain gravel spots where you've got, like, safety areas Different and that runoffs, runoffs and might that. not work. Yeah, but they ch change the tracks, like, pretty much every year anyway. On, like, a street circuit. I would love work. to see that. Just would, an idea. Just, I would love it. Just an idea anyway. I just I, thought, you know. I um, like the ideas. Yeah, it's not too bad, is it? it, it could, could add a bit of extra spice to some of the races. That's what I was thinking. Random fact of the podcast. Na, 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 na. <laughs> random fact. How random is it going to be? What are we going for it's today? Too, Food, it, drink? No, no, no. It's not too random. It's still about Baku. Oh, um, okay. I think we kind of we kind of we knew this. We've seen this. You probably knew it. I've known it, but never really registered that it was at Baku. 
During qualifying for the 2016 race, Valtteri Bottas in a Williams set an unofficial record. Don't know why it's unofficial. <laughs> Doesn't um, sound very official. Sounds like one of Fab's facts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the highest ever speed recorded in an F1 car. We've spoke about this before. 378 kilometers. That's 234 miles an hour. So I can see why, because that straight is massive. I can't see why. Really? But, well, no, because... Well, he's in, a, he's in a very quick Mercedes in that year. Oh, Williams. God. I just said God. Williams. In 2016. Valtteri Bottas. Oh, was Rosberg still there then? In a, I guess he was in 2016. Covered myself there. Yeah, thank very you, good. Very, very, very good. No, <laughs> um, he did it in a Williams. Now... People know that we weren't watching F1 in 2016. Unofficial. Does that mean it was like in practice and was he running low fuel? It was, I believe, it It was in qualifying. Okay, so why is it unofficial then? We're going to have to figure that out and come back to the pod next week and update you. And let everyone know. Um, so right now, basically... I think it's what? unofficial because everyone's trying to figure out how the hell he did that in a Williams. <laughs> so, <laughs> they're like, well, we don't really believe it, so it's unofficial. <laughs> what we've learned here is Valtteri Bras is actually the, the fastest F1 driver in the world then. That is... There's no argument. Valtteri is an absolute G. If yeah. he's got that record. What I want to know, and this is something that's really been tickling in the back of my head a little bit, because I haven't done enough research into it. When you look back over F1 car history, you know, they had the V12s and the V10s then the V8s. Now they're using a V6, I believe. If you listen to the cars, they used to be insanely, insanely high loud. When I went to that race at Silverstone and my dad in 2006 as a wee boy, I had to have earmuffs on because it was so loud. I think my dad even had earplugs in because we were on the straight. So that's when it's like they're like yeah. the loudest and the fastest. But now I remember, you know, being at Silverstone again this year, uh, last year, sorry. It, they were, it, was, it was bearable. It wasn't too loud. So I was under the impression that the cars were slower. Okay. But they're not. They're just quieter. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because... I mean, they, they obviously, like, marginally, they must be a little bit slower. It's a, a lot faster, of that but. because like back then it would have been like a hundred percent engine and now there's half hybrid i know there's obviously still a lot of engine but yeah, now you have all the other stuff no it's a valid you? You point the, it is like, all the, yeah yeah like, all these generators and batteries and all this crazy stuff that's added and all this eco-friendly orange stuff. juice and everything else yeah oh don't forget the orange juice so i don't really know i don't i don't really know um i could have been prepared I've got a question but that's the beauty of pit stop what Total Wolf said that there's big things coming. He said that the W14 is continuing to evolve. And he's that's a big thing I want to get into for predictions. Mercedes, because they were amazing last week, last race. But why is it the W14? Is that because they've been in, like, how does that work? Has it been like the W13, W12, W11? It's made, in, made in West London. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've got no... Like, I don't know how they come up with these names, that's all. Is, is it because it's the 14th Mercedes car or something? So 14, yeah, that, I, that would be... Yeah, so that means... And what does a W mean? That's why you have, like, the RB... Yeah, RB12. Because I, I get the RB because it's Red Bull. Yeah. But what does W mean on a Mercedes? You, you'd like to know? Yeah, because I, I just don't know. It might be a really obvious answer. Well, Wolf, Wolf 14. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea well, why been... it's called W14. What, we've just got Google up here. We're having a quick search. No, no, we haven't. Why don't you step away from my laptop and just take my word Google for it? Up. I've just no, I'm walked over it off to the, the top of my head. Have a look. Thank you very much. <laughs> what is the W13 at F1? It, look, what is the... 
Jake. Oh, you got it. No, well, if you'd have just sat down, then I was prepared. I, I was preparing to tell you. I'm all prepared to listen. It means wagon. You're lying. It means wagon. You're lying. It means wagon. Wagon. <laughs> wagon. Yep. Why? Because wagon means cart. Wagon wheels is a great old chocolate thing. I used to have one in my packed lunch in school. Well, it's not spelt wagon with an O. It's spelt wagon with an E. What? How on earth do you spell wagon with an E? A wagon. Wagon. A wagon. Is it E at the beginning? No. You... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's W A G E N. Oh, wagon. Wagon. That, that's like that looks like a German word. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well. Finally enough, it is a German word. German engineering. <laughs> yeah. That makes perfect sense. Everything's coming back to me now. Yeah. Oh. So okay, well, I'm glad we've cleared that one up. Um, I don't know how many people knew that. No. You do learn. You do learn stuff from the You would assume podcast. that it was because maybe they were owned by Williams. Breaking news. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Breaking news. Okay. okay. Do I need to strap in for this one? As we know, Fernando Alonso has been winning on the track. He's yeah. been doing significantly well, hasn't and? he? Well, we haven't done a pub for a while, so I feel like we should give our opinion on the fact that he's been linked with Taylor Swift. He's been even winning off the track by the yeah. sound of things. Now, we've had clarification that this is fake. Huh? Like, I'm pretty sure this is fake. No. Yeah, I am no. pretty sure it's fake. Wow. But I kind of want it to be real. Well, who said that it's fake? It's definitely fake. I'm pretty sure. No, but he posted a look. He winked at the camera. Did he? He winked at the camera over a Taylor Swift song. I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not fake. Then maybe we everyone's never, trying to hide. We are never, never getting back <laughs> together. I hope that's his podium. Is that Swifty? I hope if he gets on the podium, he just fucking blasts <laughs> out Taylor play the Swift. Spanish Whatever they have for me, it's just we Taylor were both Swift. Young <laughs> when I first saw you, <laughs> that would be jokes. Oh my um, god. I don't really know how to feel about it. I had a few people actually send me, uh, when it first came out, send me some links about it. She is about two foot taller than him. <laughs> so that's, but he is also... Have you seen the photo of them together? <laughs> yeah. Is that photoshopped or is that real? Of course it's photoshopped. <laughs> she it? hasn't been in the paddock with him. Is she not? No. no I but don't this, know. this would have been a while ago. She is an F1 fan, mate. She, she likes F1. Does she? Yeah, she wrote a song about F1. She wrote a song about Fernando Alonso. Wait, what? Yeah. So this could have more yeah, legs. And than... I, I did speak to someone about this, and they said it was actually written about Harry Styles. But I don't nice know. I don't say. know what is fake news and what isn't. It's just nice to think it could be about Alonso. Well, either way, hopefully we can keep you updated on that throughout the season if we see any more from Alonso. But yeah, that's quite exciting news, isn't it? I mean, he did just split up with his long-term girlfriend. Yeah, that so is sad. For him to fly straight into something else, that seems pretty quick. Mm. But anyway, Mercedes, yeah, what I was saying before we got on learning about the Wagoners, they were great last weekend and Toto said that they'd keep evolving. And I have a theory, because we're only three races in, right? And there's like 23 races this year. If, sorry, 20 to go or something. I have a theory that the next team that wins, so like whether that be Aston Martin this weekend, Ferrari this weekend, Mercedes this weekend, it might just be Red Bull, yeah. But if Mercedes won... Like, even this weekend, even Miami, even Imola. Like, because it's only going to be about five, six races in. They fully could still win the championship. It's so easy, isn't it? Yeah. At the beginning of the year to, like, get to get carried away and be like, oh, it's Red Bull, Red Bull, Red Bull. Well, mate, don't forget the wind tunnel time that they're going to be getting. I now. know. It's going to be they a big so, difference. They have so much more wind tunnel time than, uh, than Red Bull. And a bit of me is, like, proper back in Hamilton. 
Like, just proper back in Hamilton because I really want to just see that battle again. Like, I just, I would love to see Hamilton Verstappen just going at it, like, all year. I, I'd, I'd want to see Fernando in the mix. I'd yeah, want to see Fernando. someone else. I'd want to see someone else push. Well, that's why the podium last race was so good, to have three the world champions on the podium, Hamilton, yeah. Verstappen, Alonso. If you can get that, like, every week, that's pretty special. It's pretty special to see um, <clears throat> Lewis Hamilton go full incognito mode at Silverstone and watch his brother finish oh. i believe p6 did in, you see that video on instagram in the race he was in he had yeah. like he was completely covered up when you wouldn't Bally even, you literally could only <laughs> see up. his eyes i know but he also has the most beautiful recognizable <laughs> eyes i think i've ever seen in the world he that guy could be covered head to toe and if his eyes were out i feel like i would know it's him yeah you can tell him from his eyes it must be crazy living a life like that you literally can't even go anywhere just completely covering up everywhere with his eyes out it's, but amazing he still went yeah it's um it must be like unheard of to mm. the amount of attention that he must get and to have to cover up like that wherever you go is mad but let's go back to um his brother nicholas hamilton so he finished in the top 10 it was a btcc race do you know what that is sounds like uh btcc yeah no idea british touring car uh british touring car championship yep <clears throat> he finished p6 now i i must admit i don't know a lot about nicholas so maybe we'll have a full... We could have a full conversation about him. Fuck. I mean, it would be amazing to get him on the oh, pod. Oh, that'd be amazing. But um, he has a disability. And he actually has a modified car that he drives. Um, again, I don't know enough about this. So we'll probably have... A, we should have a full... We should dive into this mm. properly at some point. But for a guy... You know, and this is me making assumptions. For a guy to be told at, you know, whatever age he was, that he has a disability... It takes a lot of strength, a lot of courage to still try and chase a dream where I guess most people would assume that you can't do it yeah. if you have a disability. And for him to go and get P6 in a race yeah, it's remarkable. is nuts. And that shows to me that this family must have like some bionic brain like mindset because Racing, his yeah. brother's like a fucking eight-time world champion. and uh, Eight? Seven. Are we going to, you're giving him the extra one? Sorry, he's seven. <laughs> you're not the first person to make that mistake. It's because Mercedes, Mercedes have eight, right? Mercedes have eight constructors. Okay, this is uh, all <laughs> of a sudden just turned into absolute shit. <laughs> is like, that right? No, that's not right. Shit. That's not right. But how many have they got then? More than that. Nine. I, Fourteen. I, nah, it's wrong. It's wrong. It's somewhere around that. Somewhere around that. Ferrari Lewis. have the most. Either way, Lewis has got seven. For him to be a seven-time... Can you imagine how proud their parents are? I know, incredible, man. Oh, yeah, we'll have to dig into that story. And we'll, if we could get him on the pod, I'm real. Mate, oh, I'd love it. I'd absolutely love it. Yeah. Do the people at home want to hear that? Let us know. Yeah, and like we said, make sure you message our Instagram, at Pitstop, who you'd love to see on the show. We want to hear from you guys. We'd love some feedback. Um, but yeah, Baku this weekend... Perez loves a street track. He does indeed. So I feel like we should give some predictions mm -hmm. and see how we get on. Because in the first half of the season, our predictions have been pretty shit. I mean, first race of the season, you predicted Oscar Piastri to win. <laughs> Oscar Piastri went out after 11 laps. Look, I was just, I was trying to ride high off our friend Oscar. What are you feeling about Oscar for this week? Um, what are you feeling for McLaren? I, ca I, I can't really feel anything for McLaren. They haven't had, the, they haven't had a great car. And now we've had a month off, so I don't really know where that leaves him. I hope for the best, because I do think that those two drivers could be a little bit of a dynamic duo. We've spoken about it before. 
I mean, if they're even if they're fighting each other, that'll be fun, like halfway down the field. But I do want to see him at the front a bit more. So, honestly, mate, I don't know. What I do know is the fact that <laughs> Fernando Alonso will be in every one of my podium predictions this year. Yeah, he's in mine. Yeah. Should we work for our top threes? <laughs> let's, let's go Okay, for I've it. got mine right here. Who are you going third place? Third place, Fernando Alonso. I've also gone third place, Fernando Alonso. Have you? Second place? Second place, I am going Perez. I've gone Lewis Hamilton. Ooh. First place? First place. It's it's pretty boring, but I have... If I, if I want to actually make a valid prediction, I have to pick Max. Okay, I've picked Perez. Okay. So Max isn't in my top Max three. Max isn't in your top three. Which is tough to do. Really tough do to do. you have some insider Well, no, Verstappen won there last year. Perez came second, Russell came third. The year before that, Perez won, Vettel come second, Gasly come third. I think Perez, you know, in the last two years, come second and first. Perez is definitely good round backer. We know he loves the street track. The Red Bulls are the same car. I do think Perez is a very good driver, and I don't think Max will get away from Perez. Well, if Perez wins it, then he will be the first ever driver to win it twice. Really? Has no so. driver ever won Baku twice? I don't believe so. Is that a fab fact or is that a... It's a, it's a fab interpretation of a fact that I read online. <laughs> it's, either, it's either no driver has won it twice or they've never won it back-to-back years. Okay. But I'm fairly sure. So you say Perez won it. Yeah. Max won it. Yeah. Who else has won it? I haven't gone back further than 2021, unfortunately, my friend. All right. Well, let's just leave it up to the gods. Yeah. Let's just see what happens this weekend. And uh, bloody hell, well, I guess we'll find out by Monday. I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait to see how the format, the format goes. Obviously, we'll be back Sunday night, midnight. So get ready for your Monday morning walk to work or whatever you're doing for your pit stop review of how this race format has worked. I mean, you can imagine me and Fab watching this not having any idea what is going on this weekend. So uh, bear with <laughs> or, us or on any, Monday. It's gonna be, <laughs> or any weekend. There's, whenever there's a month for Formula One, like I just feel like my brain just loses so much key info but then i hold certain bits of knowledge do you know what it is it's 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 being able to pull that info like, when you need at it. any moment of time it's it is when i struggle we just haven't learned to be able to do that yet. but i don't know if most people could do that like sometimes you're in a certain situation and bam something just comes to your brain you're like oh i know that like i i remember that because i learned that two years ago but sometimes like in the moment when you have to know something it just kind of slips your brain yeah, different people consume the sport differently to everyone else as well, though. We're just, we watch it as fans at home, as the average person, you know, just sat on the sofa watching it like you would with your family. And yeah. then we go and talk about it. So you, we don't know all the minor little details. I've been watching Damon Hill because, mate. I he's out with Naomi Schiff on a tour of Baku. He's been today. giving her a tour of Baku. Yeah. I, didn't know, I didn't know he was a bit of a fucking ocean demon, mate. How would we describe ocean demons? He surfs. Oh, I thought you meant when he was racing. No, I was well, thinking, his car what does always that ended mean up in, the, in you're... the Monaco Bay. No, he um, 1996 I... world champion. Just there in you... case you forgot that. There you go. You do retain some facts. Yeah, uh, year I was born. I can't believe uh, how good he is at surfing, mate. I just saw a picture of him surfing, and I thought that's rad. And then I go through YouTube like before the pod, and he's gone surfing with Gasly and Max. And I can't imagine David Hill surfing to be fair, but fair play. But all I've heard for the last. Because we've had Australia, and then we've got Miami coming up. Shark-infested waters, mate, all mm. right? There's a lot of sharks. Hamilton said he saw sharks. Yeah. What's Damon Hill going out doing? Like, and, and, and fucking go, surfing in the ocean for? 
We need him. Okay, Damon, don't be so selfish. Damon the, would donk the people a shark. at home. He would take a shark right out. You think he would? Have you, I've heard, by the way, what you should do if you're in the water and a shark comes at you. Poke him in the eye. No, you just literally hold them off. It's so basic. So I've seen a video that apparently if you're in the water and a shark's coming at you, you just put your arm on the top of their mouth, like on the on their you, so you're watching the same video lip. that I watched because you're literally just pushing yourself. Away. I don't know if that works in every shark scenario. I think this. <laughs> well, I like to think that I have some kind of idea what to do someone, if I ever fall off the pedalo. Someone said you just have to like you know go near their eyes because they obviously use their eyes to hunt, and if they don't, if they can't see anymore, then um, I don't know why we're trying to figure but out how to save a shark. Also, apparently, you shouldn't swim away. You're meant to like. Just swim I, head I know first, that kind of sounds kind of hard. If Take you see the a shark great on white head shark. first. Come here, motherfucker. Otherwise, they see you as prey. Yeah. But they see you as like food because mm. you're swimming away. So you're meant to kind of like sit there, and then when they come up to you, because they won't attack unless they know your food. So originally, if you're just still, they'd come. I don't know why we're talking about this, but apparently, if anyone's been in any shark attacks, feel free to <sighs> to let you know, us know. Let yeah. us know. Yeah, yeah. But apparently, if you're still, they'll just come up to you. And like figure you out, and that's when you can just put your and arm you. on their like top of their mouth and push him away, and they like get the idea kind of thing. Well, if I learn anything from Nemo, it's like don't just don't bleed. Make sure you're not bleeding because they sniff that yeah, shit out. Yeah, yeah, blood is the worst thing with sharks. Mm. Well, there you go, clownfish for dinner, boys. Everyone, <laughs> <laughs> listen to a pissed podcast. Hope you've learned something today. If you haven't learned anything about Formula One, you may have learned how to save your life in a life-threatening situation in the sea. In shark-infested waters. So, yeah, this podcast is worth it, if you ask me. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we will be back Sunday midnight, ready for next week with our race review. We hope everyone enjoys Baku Race Weekend. I hope Perez wins. Fab's hoping for Alonso on the podium again. That would be incredible. Man. I am, I am. And I'm also really looking forward to Monaco in a few weeks' time. Mm. But that's, you know, we've got a few races to get through first, so... Let's see how that plays out. Let's see how that plays out. Thank you very much for listening to the Pit Stop Podcast, and we'll see you guys soon. Bye-bye.